y'all. My name is Lisa Nicole, independent country artist coming at you from beautiful British Columbia, Canada. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I and occasional special guests aim to inspire you both on and off the stage. Join us as I dig in deep into behind the scenes of my life, my music, my heart, the music business, and exclusive lifestyle and fitness tips. Now settle up and thank y'all so much for tuning in. To me, this is really quite amazing. And what I'm finding amazing about it is that the world is working together as a whole. We're all coming together slowly but surely to fight COVID-19 together. We're seeing people love instead of hate. We're seeing people help each other and respond with grace in order for us to protect the elderly, the weak, and the vulnerable. We must come together. We have to have faith in our government, who I believe has our best interests in hand, and believe in the scientists working on this, that they know a lot more than the average Joe, like myself. I started reading about all of this and learning for myself while forming my own opinion. At first, I'm going to be completely honest, I was ignorant to the situation. I was on a radio and press tour to promote my new single, Wait On Me, and things started to get cancelled. A few people kept warning me that the whole tour was going to be cancelled, and I was in denial. I was in denial to how serious this situation is, and also, on the other hand, that I have worked so incredibly hard on releasing new music, and Wait On Me was being received so well, it was and still is heartbreaking that all of those opportunities my team and I created and were given were being taken away. As days and even hours went on, I started to feel like I couldn't consciously continue. I was being selfish and I really had to think about everyone else. It began with two cancellations the week of March 9th, a TV outlet and a radio station visit. On March 15th, I was supposed to be performing as a finalist in the Breakthrough Contest, which winning would change a lot for me and help me immensely in my career. The afternoon of the show, the coordinator canceled. This was hours before. At the time, I was really upset to how ignorant that felt, but I've come to realize that around that time, everyone was still just hanging on to a bit of hope. The hope that maybe we could just have this one more concert. Maybe we could just stay open one more day. Maybe I, myself, could just finish the Saskatchewan part of my tour. Hope. That feeling of expectation and desire for something to happen. It didn't quite hit me until I was on my way to the airport two hours before flying time that my publicist called and said, CTV Morning Live in Saskatoon cancelled. I pulled over and with a heavy heart, that was the moment I knew. My gut was telling me this was over and at that point Ontario was nearly on lockdown. I was set to go out there the following week for Global Morning News Toronto, Global Kingston and all the radio interviews. I still had an amazing segment planned at CTV Regina. I had shows I had to cancel. My heart was broken. But I still knew in my gut that the right thing to do was to go home. So the entire rest of the tour was cancelled and a few days later, I made my way back to the Kootenays. Now I feel like I've come to the realization of how serious the situation is. It's hard to see everyone else being ignorant. And the conspiracies. 
People are saying their virus was bioengineered by a Chinese lab. And then there's the retaliation to that, that it was bioengineered by the U.S. And again, I am no expert, but when there are conspiracies flying around, real or not, people are less likely to trust the government when they tell you to social distance yourselves. Because I suppose, at least with a conspiracy, that's some kind of explanation. Within the research I've made myself, I've found that scientists have found natural origins of the virus. But again, I am no scientist, and I don't even understand half the terms they're using in these articles, but that doesn't mean I can't form my own opinion and do my due diligence to social distance. What I don't like seeing is the people that are shaming other people for being crazy about it or overreacting, or the people that are shaming people for not being crazy about it. Just like myself, we all have different opinions and ideas about it. And mine, per se, is to listen to the scientists and the government and the doctors. Like, for instance, they say you can get the virus yet not show symptoms. So when you go visit your 80-year-old grandma, she is the one that's compromised by COVID-19. For a few people very close to me, it's scary. My grandpa was diagnosed with bone cancer earlier this year, and since then it's spread through his whole body, and he now has no means to fight the coronavirus. My mom is also sick with a super low immunity, and she would have a tough time fighting this off. So what I see here is, you may be fine, and your family is fine, but what about those people? Those are the ones we need to think about. The person that might lose their father, brother, sister, grandfather, because it's not about you, it's about them. I mean, it's crazy to think of all these things we've taken for granted. That we can't shake a stranger's hand or give a friend a hug. Can't let anyone inside your house. Full shelves at the grocery store, a Friday night out with your friends, your checkup at the dentist, going out for coffee with friends, sitting, talking with your neighbors, or stopping by your friends just to say hi. Music festivals, gatherings, the things we take for granted are the things we realize how grateful we are to have once this is over. I do have to say, it's really hard to not touch your face. Itchy nose, something's in your eye. You're drooling over that hot guy that's in the lineup that's six feet away. (laughs) Okay, jokes. But it's a tough one. I've really had to be mindful myself and reminding yourself to wash your hands before you go into the grocery store. So even today, I was out running by myself and I wanted to stop at the grocery store on the way home, but I thought, well, Frig, I've probably touched my face like five times on my run. So I went all the way home first, washed my hands, and then went. Canada does seem a bit slower to respond. In my own community, I've seen a lot of businesses close, but there are still some open where I just want to walk in and give their head a shake and say, do you know what's going on? <laughs> I've seen articles and posts from um, from Italy saying, Canada, we were you a month ago. I read an article from National Post that said within three weeks, they went from three confirmed cases of COVID-19 to over 15,000. And I wanted to share what another person from Italy said about it all. In quotations, usually the obituaries are two pages every day. Now they're eight, at least. The crematorium has been working 24-7 for three or four days. It has a line of bodies outside. It can't meet the demand. There's a local town here at the hospital. There is 10 ambulances waiting outside because there are no rooms. There is no space in the ICU. 
I think it's hard to explain what it's like to be here. I feel like I'm going to throw up all day long because I'm constantly just incredibly anxious about everything that's going on. I'm very worried about my friends. Every day I get news of somebody who's sick and we have weeks more of this and I just don't know who it's going to hit next. To me, that's incredibly sad. And it's also scary because I also live in a town where we have a small hospital that couldn't hold that many people. If millions of people don't change their lives, this will be Canada. And it's already starting to be. It seems impossible and scary, but millions of people need to stay home unless they absolutely need to go out. Lives depend on what we all do today as a community. As of now, schools are closed, restaurants, entertainment venues, theaters, retail stores, coffee shops, hotels, and even the U.S. border for non-essential travel. When you think about those small businesses or the large ones, our economy is going to take a huge hit. It is great to see that the government will be giving billions of dollars of relief to small and medium businesses, tax and mortgage breaks, helping the homeless, indigenous communities, pausing student loans and mortgages, and so much more. Because this will be hard, but we will be okay. Here are a few things I've been doing to keep myself occupied while still staying healthy and social distancing at home. Number one, routine. I'm trying to stay in my routine as much as possible. With my gym closed and no more traveling for music, I'm still getting up, having my morning coffee, exercising first, shower, and work. I'm lucky because I can do most of my work from home for music and also the social media clients I have. Number two, cooking. We made a huge pot of spaghetti today. Well, mostly Garrett, (laughs) but sometimes we don't always have time for when we're in our busy time. I'm always go, 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 go. So taking the time now to prep some food for the freezer. And since I have time to actually cook, I've planned some of my favorite dinners that are a bit more time consuming. Number three, exercise. This one has been tough. It's hard having our CrossFit gym closed, not just for the members, but also for the owners. They have been so creative by lending out equipment and creating home wads that most of our members can do and creating a points program to keep us accountable. Such an amazing CrossFit family at Silver City CrossFit. I have also taken this time to get out running and hiking. I actually have a 25 kilometer high alpine race this summer, of course, depending So this time away from crossfitting five times a week might help me train for that. I am also lucky living in a small town because when I go out hiking, I almost never run into another person. And when I do, I graciously step to the side for about a distance of six feet apart. When I go out running, there are also not a lot of people. I did see that some of the hikes had to be shut down in Vancouver area because the parking lots were packed. I, of all people who love being outside and exercise get it. But we still have to take that common courtesy of not packing the beaches, not exercising or hiking in groups. And if you are going to hike with a friend, drive in separate vehicles. Number four, projects. Okay, so since my boyfriend Garrett won't hear this, I will tell you what I have up my sleeve. I am planning to make a canopy bed, but I'm going to decorate it with plants and silk curtains and it's going to be amazing. The other project I wanted to start was um, macrame plant hangers. This I have not yet ordered, so if you have any tips on materials, let me know. Number five, Netflix. Honestly, I haven't had to binge on Netflix yet. I'm also not the type to sit and watch TV all day though, but if I did, do you have a good series for me? Let me know. (laughs) 
Number six, organizing. We've already organized the kitchen. And next I'm going to go through all my clothes and get rid of the winter clothes I didn't wear this year and swap over my bins of spring slash summer clothes to my closet. I know what you're thinking. You have seasonal bins of your clothes. Well, yes, I sure do. But mostly because I have a really small closet. So that's what I'm doing. And I'd love to hear your ideas on how you are being creative to keep yourselves busy while socially distancing. And lastly, a huge thanks is in order. Thank you to the grocery store clerks, to the truck drivers delivering the food to the grocery stores, and the warehouse workers that put it in the trucks, and the farmers who are growing it, to the generous neighbors, family, and friends, to the medical professionals, and anyone in healthcare who are putting themselves in direct contact, who are putting themselves in the fire and not running. After this is over, we will remember all the people that stood in the front lines to keep people fed and safe. And history will remember when the people in Italy sang their national anthem from their balconies. And where at 7 p.m. in downtown Vancouver, you could hear everybody banging their pots and pans and yelling whatever they want just so that everybody feels they're in this together. Yelling whatever they want just so that everybody feels they're in this together. We will be sad for all the loss in people's lives and our economy, but we will remember how we did come together to fight COVID-19. God bless to you all. Stay safe and healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face and stay home. Thank you kindly.